welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. I'm sitting on a ferry, madly trying to create my bio on the way to a conference. It's just before the world changed in 2020, and I'm about to go and sit and learn from one of my favorite marketers. As I write, I use the framework from a book that I've bought off the internet called Bio Like Beyonce by a woman called Caroline Mays. As I write and shape, I start to feel that something is shifting inside of me, and this is a bio that I have never written something like before. When I finish writing it, it feels like it's almost a poem, talking about my life and pulling through threads while describing what I want to do. In fact, for the first time in a very long time, I have complete clarity about what I want to do, where I want to go, and what life I want to create for me with my business. I also know exactly the people I want to serve. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened after I wrote that bio. I turn up to the conference and I'm greeted by a whole bunch of people that I don't really recognize. For some reason, they know me and they invite me to come and sit at their table. One of them says, what have you been doing? And I say, well, I've been writing this bio. I've just finished it, actually. And they say, read it. I'm kind of a bit freaked out because it is kind of personal and it is real. And I start to read it. I'm just reading it with a bit of rhythm and a bit of information. I've popped a version of it, by the way, in the show notes for you to have a look. And when I look up, there are four women at the table crying and there's silence and there's a wow factor. There's some other cool things that happened that day. I actually come face to face with a narcissistic ex-boyfriend and a boss who had really caused me to have an emotional breakdown, both of which I haven't seen for over eight years. And they are at this conference that day. I coast through the day with the power of this bio that has shaped and made me realize this is who I am. This is my identity. So I really wanted to have the author of the bio, bio books, which um, which is Violet Beyonce, Caroline Mays, come on this podcast today. And I'm so thankful she did. She's going to talk to us about how you write a more interesting bio, why it's so important to ditch the boring bio and give us some real tips and ideas to help you create the bio that makes you attract your ideal customers and step out from everybody else and be noticed and remembered. I'm really looking forward to this podcast. Caroline is a complete delight and I hope you enjoy it. Hi and welcome to episode, I don't know, of Mapit Marketing. Probably should have worked that one out. I think it's going to be 52. I think this might be my annual yearly, like the year end of the first year of Mapit Marketing episode, which is super exciting. Um, thank you so much for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while. Um, welcome back. And for those of you that have never heard before, please listen and don't use that idea that I didn't know the week as an indicator. I have ADHD, so I'm not really good at numbers, but I am great at talking. So hopefully you'll enjoy it otherwise. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, please come along to our Facebook group, Map It Marketing, where you can come and ask questions, especially if they're questions about the show. And I want to introduce to you now 
our beautiful guest, Caroline Mace. Now, is it Caroline or Caroline? I shouldn't, I should have asked you before the show. Uh, Caroline, you got it. Caroline, fantastic. Yeah. Caroline Mace. Now, I am a mega fan of Caroline and I've talked a little bit about her in the intro and the impact, the huge impact that she has had on my life, my business as well, but my life, just with this amazing book that she's got. Now, the book that she wrote that I bought, um, I, I've told so many clients to buy it. It's called Buyer Like Beyonce. And I didn't tell Caroline this, but I got a client to buy it a couple of years ago and he said to me, that is the most expensive amount of money I've ever spent on the shortest book I've ever bought for that money. But it was the most valuable book to me. And, and that's how I would, I often say that to clients now, I'll often say it's short, but it's highly worth every cent. Um, and so she's going to come along and talk to us about how, why it's really important to have a bio that's like Beyonce and how to be remembered. Um, right before I keep on talking, Caroline, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me Rachel I knew that story about that guy who said that about the price and I didn't know the last half of that yeah he was, totally, oh, yes it was worth it yeah, yeah he, they always think it's worth it and I always warn people because I think people think like it's a funny thing with books um, I've got a book coming out quite soon and pricing a book is quite difficult but yours isn't a book to me it's a it's a it's a and it is now more of a course isn't it it's a course it's, it's something that you walk through and do and it's an experience and mm -hmm. so it doesn't need to be pages and pages it would be ridiculous for you to fluff, fluff it up because everything that's in there is all that you need to do right yes I, I mean that's definitely a way to look at it and, and people I don't know if this is a good thing or what, but people will say to me, like when I used to do the BioLite Beyonce workshops, they would say, I feel like I need to take this to my therapist or it, it's the questions are profound and whether or not all that material goes into the finished product of the bio, it helps you, uh, you know, just figure out the tone and figure out the boundaries that you want to have in the story that you're telling. And it just, it helps you maneuver, you know, by knowing your answers. Yeah. But I really want to come back to it because I did, I found that I found it was therapeutic. Not, it wasn't just telling the bio and I use elements of it all the time, but it was actually the therapy of actually finding out a little bit about who I was and finding ways to thread things through but tell us a little bit about you first Caroline um tell us what you do um mm -hmm. and who you do it for and okay. just chat tell me talk away I'll interrupt you if you go for half an hour and don't let me talk okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you you might have to but no I so I, my company is Switchblade Lemonade it's an image crafting and bio salon is how I describe it and I'm working with people who have, they, for whatever reason, they're, you know, and I work with all kinds of service providers, you know, business owners, it is important for them to show up with who they are, what they do, how they think, and why that should matter to anyone. And so, you know, a lot of people, and I'm just writing a post about this now, but they're kind of, I don't know, they, I hate to use the phrase play small, but like, it's like, oh, I saw this little bit of bitty problem or like, here's my little deliverable. And, but a lot of us need to show up with like so much more because the, the vision is bigger for the business and the deliverable, whatever your deliverable is, it's usually 
so much more than 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 what the sales page says right Mm -hmm. and so you have to present yourself as a person with a brain and a person with ideas and a person with values and a person that you know is like three-dimensional three-dimensional as three-dimensional as you can be you know online and um yeah like it's just it's necessary for especially in a space like the internet that tends to be so shallow and so uh condescending and stupid a lot of times so because I think because I've I actually um I was only recommending your book to someone literally yesterday um I've done she's doing some strategy work with me and we've done a landing page and one of the things I talked to her about is that when people come to her website this is if they haven't hit her somewhere else and they've found her through google or something like that and they hit her website and she's all about how can people make change and make you know big steps forward and then they get to her bio and her bio is like you know her name's not Lois but you know Lois lives in um, a small town and you know in, in New Zealand and she has two dogs and three cats and she you know like that's not going to make me trust her but if she says something like you know um, change change could be my middle name I've gone through changes so many times or whatever it is pulling those threads of her life and using that people will find a connection and that's what you're teaching isn't it is to help people find a way to connect their self with the people that they're meant to talk to is that right yes sure yes it is a connection piece but the story is the container for your ideas and your perspective on it could be a perspective on how people should solve their problem, how people, how you do the work that you do. You know, there's a lot of ways uh, to present a perspective and that will depend on what it is you want people to know, right? Like I wanted people to know that I was a writer without saying like, oh, you know, I did this and wrote that, right? And so it was important to me to say, this is what I've been doing and this is my perspective on it, you know? And then that is, you know, whether you're a coach, whether you're a consultant, just being able to say, you know, besides talking about how much money you're going to make people, which might be important, you know, on your sales pages or whatever and your testimonials, but like, what is your, what is your perspective? How are your ideas different? And people don't feel that their ideas are different and they are because you're an individual with an individual lens and how you say something is going to set you apart from other people, you know? And so really I think about it just because I hate to wax poetic about the power of storytelling and all that stuff. If people can just grasp the fact that it is, it is the, the, the structure, it is a way for you to organize and structure your ideas and present them to other people, then, you know, that I'm winning, you know, like, hopefully you can grasp that much, you know, does that make sense? It does. And I I really, I really love it. I've just actually written, read a book, written a book. I had to write this book. I read a really good book by Amanda Morrill called Cultish. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know, she wrote Word Slut as well, which I haven't read yet. But she, one of the things I I really liked in her book, she was talking about cults and then talking about modern day businesses. And she was saying, you know, the ones that make a difference are the ones that have their show and rise above by having their own language or their own way of communicating or their own 
uh, message that is uniquely theirs that people then want to adopt because they recognize something in there that they like. And that's what you're kind of saying, isn't it? That we have to be brave to not just copy the carbon copy way that everyone else is doing it, but find our own path in communicating. Right. Yeah. yeah. How, how you choose to communicate something is where the rubber meets the road. And that can be, you know, it could be word choice. It can be the arrangement of the words, right? But it's, it's the impact. Like there are just, there are ways to say things that really hit people where it hurts, you know, or where it, you know, hurts so good. I mean, you know, when you read a phrase or when you read something that makes, you know, your, your skin, you know, you get the goosebumps or you just feel it or you have to shut the book because you have to think about what was said for a minute. Like those are the moments that you want to create for yourself so that, you know, people really understand you, you know, in a, in like three paragraphs or whatever it is you know yeah because it is hard like we live these really big lives and then suddenly putting about a bio that just says you know I've been in corporate for 15 years or I've been doing that won't tell people anything that's the underneath of why we're doing what we're doing right and those those bits of information like how long you've been in corporate or um you know those professional details, depending on what you do, they may be very important and they may be part of the story, but it's not, you know, if, if that's all you need to tell people, then send them your resume, just post your resume online. Right. But if you need to speak to people on a face-to-face like level, then you need to make that time with them count you know, which is why that really meaty piece of biographical information needs to be so much more than this is where I work. This is how many dogs I have, you know, et cetera. You can mention those things like after the, the, the quote unquote story is over. Like if you really just really want people to know your dog's name, like fine but you can't build a brand on that. You know what I mean? Like no, you unless you're working with dogs. It's pretty much the right? other way. Yeah, <laughs> you're working with dogs, exactly. Yeah, in context is everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you, can't, you can't hang your hat there. And no. so again, when it comes to um, like what you want to hang your hat on, it really is your, like your perspective, you know, and that's the key word, your approach, your ideas, however, you, your argument, however you want to say it. It's a lot of synonyms. Yeah. And I think, because I, I I know, we talked about this before, we before I interrupted to ask you, you know, about you. And we talked about the book by Beyonce. I know that's not all you do. And I'll ask you in a minute uh, what else you, you do do with clients. Because that's just, that book is very hands-off. That's something people can just buy. And that's mm-hmm. it. But we talked about how it was quite therapeutic. And I know for me, I one of the things I really loved about the process is I feel sometimes I've lived four or five year, four or five lifetimes. You know, I had abusive marriage. Um, I um, had a couple of new death experiences. I had all this other stuff going on. And for me, trying to work out how to explain that stuff because it's so important to the framework of me understanding what other people go through when we're working with business owners. I didn't really know how to do that. You know, I can't really say, well, you know, my husband tried to kill me. Um, And, you know, but, but saying things, but having in my bio things like I sang out my song and I was choked hands across my throat, 
you know, the sound that I come with. It's like, you know, and it's like the, the irregular heartbeat for my thing. Like there's those lines are in there and I know what they mean and they feel like they mean something to someone else. But just having those layers is enough for me without them having to know the whole history. And I oh, felt yeah. like that therapy was actually really enlightening and freeing for me in a way that if I'd written a basic bio, I wouldn't have had the same thing. So when I say it, I have power. When I read it, I feel the power. I feel more confident. I feel more able to be present and do the work that I'm meant to do. And so it's not just for the, your audience, is it? No, and that's a really interesting point. But yes, I mean, people want to write something for people to read, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to solve a problem. Like I need to say something about myself and I need to, you know, I need to fill this page right on my website. And that's really what they're thinking about. But one of the great benefits of doing this work is being very solid in who you are and what you've been through. And you're right there. I write a lot of stuff where there's just like, there's some subtle word choice or some subtle innuendo that's there mm -hmm. that does need to be understandable to the reader. Mm -hmm. um, or at least, you know, open to some sort of interpretation. You don't want to make it confusing. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes there's information in there that is sort of, yeah, it's more, it's more for the person. Yes. Um, yeah. And I have people write to me, clients that I've had who say, you know, I go back and I reread this thing when I'm going through tough times to remind myself, you know, who, who I am, you know, and that comes up and, you know, back when I was doing the salon and doing like kind of group coaching, it's that, you know, so someone said something like, yeah, I just didn't really realize. And they kind of lost their words. And I was like, how cool you are. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're really, and this is someone who's actually really fucking cool. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah it's like, do you really not know that you're amazing? And so, yeah, all that trauma that people are really sheepish about when you present that information the right way, it's very empowering. You know, you're just like, yeah, I, you know, I've lived and I've been through some shit and I'm like, I'm still standing. And not only that, but I'm like wicked smart because of the things that I've been through, you know? So. And I think one of the things that I really love, so I'm going to recommend everyone watch your video, um, your Switchblade Lemonade video, which is the most beautifully presented bio I've ever seen, because um, it's just, a, it's a movie, it is a movie. And I, like, I probably haven't seen it for maybe a year and a half, but I can still remember vivid scenes from it, like that's how much of an impact it had. But one of the things I felt was really interested and I've seen you do this and I, and I cheated, I, I totally took that and I, I used it for me, I tied my my business journey to my love of music and so there's lots of music parts in there you are a runner mm -hmm. and you tied the running the talking of the running to your writing journey as well didn't you yes Did, how, why why is that important like why is that an effective storytelling tool or why is it an effective tool that people can use to help them explain something because that is something that people can do isn't it is pull something that they really love and then tie it together to help tell a story yeah well you're just you know 
you're just using a metaphor, mm. right? For, I mean, cause I call myself in that video, a fugitive on the run. And I'm not literally obviously a fugitive on the run, but that is truthfully how I have seen myself. You know what I mean? Just when, when you stand back and ask yourself, like, what have I been doing with my life this whole time? There's been a lot of movement, a lot of momentum, a lot of like sneakers hitting the pavement literally, and then just like moving from state to state, you know, across the country. And so that metaphor, and then like switching jobs and just, it was a metaphor that worked for me. And then personally, I felt that my writing life paralleled my running life, um, just in that they're both these you really can't do much else while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and I've, I had historically these, these two parts of my life sort of uh, grinded against each other. When I was running, I would want to be writing and vice versa. And interestingly enough, it's like the two crowds of people, like my sets of friends didn't mix. Like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of no, my, my arty friends weren't athletes and, you know, my athletic friends weren't, you know, weren't arty or whatever. And so anyway, I, I had always seen these two forces contradicting, and then I figured out that they are actually these parallels. And so, you know, that's just something that I came up with and it worked. Sometimes people try and force a metaphor <laughs> that isn't really there. Um and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of pre-thought went into that before actually sitting down and doing the writing. But yes, it can be done, you know, and if you have those parallels in your life and you have those metaphors, by all means, use them. Because I think that's the thing, too, like for like I am a, like I love telling stories. So I and I use illustrations all the time. So metaphors feel very comfortable for me. In fact, I feel uncomfortable if I'm not using a metaphor because I like to use them to break down. So if I didn't have a metaphor in my bio, it actually wouldn't really align with the actual person I am and the way I communicate. So so one of the things I think people make a mistake with when they see me doing that and then you doing that and maybe others doing it as you go oh, to get a bio that's really about me and real, I must use a metaphor. But what you're saying is only if that really aligns with who you are and how it feels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't force it if it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, and you can tell when someone is forcing the writing to to do something that it doesn't want to do. You know, like um, people are telling stories that don't really or they haven't figured out how it aligns with their business. And so they'll come up with these really cheesy morals at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, so, you know, as you can see, all you have to do is, uh, you know, believe in yourself or that's where all the, like the, the, the trite banal tropes yeah. come from. <laughs> and, um, and we hate, I think that's why people shy away from doing this work, you know, is because they want, uh, they don't want to be cheesy. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I feel like if I could speak to the people who don't want to be cheesy, I just feel like those are my, those are my people. Those are people. 
Yeah, and I, uh, I can help you with that. So. I think, so I think what happens because I have this with clients who, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I've got currently got a coaching program at the, going at the moment, and one of the biggest things I'm trying to teach a couple of people in that team is that every time you write a post, it's not doesn't have to have. Um, and that's why you should buy this beautiful yeah. thing here. And uh, and but everything they do does it because they don't trust. They don't actually trust the audience to be able to be clever enough to be able to work that out themselves. And so they have to kind of put this twee kind of call to action or or as you said, like those kind of mantras or those kind of like jovial parts at the end, just in case people didn't actually get the message that they went through the through there. And, and for me, I feel like if you're showing up and you're talking in a really real way and people can't work out the subtext and you have to do the obvious thing, they're probably not the ideal clients for you. They're probably not the yeah. ideal people to work with because uh, who wants to be sold to all the time? Right. You know, it's a switch off. So that's kind of that thing, isn't it? Like, allow the story to stand as it is allow the story to stand as it is yeah don't feel like you have to like I don't know reveal the trick behind it if it's doing its job it doesn't have to I mean there's a couple of things like where my brain went when you were talking about that one is that like I think it's I think it's hard to resist that urge to to put that little cheesy spin on it because everybody does it like business talk social media talk personally and this maybe it's just maybe I have just a bad attitude sometime Rachel I don't know but it's so condescending you know the way that we talk to other adults um and I, it makes my skin crawl and it makes it really hard for me to be on LinkedIn sometimes, you know, like people will have these like little stories and they'll have these, yeah, like that cheesy, like, you know, where the takeaway is something like be grateful. Oh know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. You thanks. Do anything thanks you set your mind to. Yeah. Today, not really in the mood. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for that. But another thing that I wanted to say about letting the story stand is like, I tell people this there are things that your story is communicating about you that releases you of having to spell it out. So a lot of times people will want to say like, oh, I'm a badass and I'm gritty and I like to get my hands dirty. Like they want to make those statements. I work really hard. The story is probably saying it loud and clear and you don't have to you don't have to make those really like, uh, I don't know, like gregarious or like, uh, you know, those kind of flat statements that sometimes make a lot of people cringe. Like, oh, like, I don't even want to say that. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds so braggadocious or whatever. Mm. Like the story does so much heavy lifting for you right there. And it does so much heavy lifting too on what your values are. Like people always want to say, this is what I value or this is what I believe. And like, again, I like go look at what the story is saying, because it's probably already saying it, you know, if, if you're writing it well, so. 
So if someone was going to, what, what do you think are some really important things to have in your story? So we've talked about that you don't have to have metaphors and, you know, we probably shouldn't have the tree statements in there and, and you don't have to have um, someone who wrote your, who bought your book that was one of my clients. She made her, her entire thing rhyme because that was her thing. But I, like I've written many things that rhyme in my past and I know that I get to the stage where I've written all the, the letters of the alphabet down and I'm like okay so I've got ought bought caught dot fought you know and I'm going got got it's got a word I could put that one in you know like so I, right. you know like we can get trapped into some things but what are some things or processes without giving away everything about your awesome book or the things that you do what are some things that you you should make sure you have when you're writing that story okay well okay so I want to encourage people to yes, by by like Beyonce, but also I have a new uh, download, like a new opt-in, which is like seven creative writing elements that you want to to have in your you know in your story. And so anyway, that's free. We like <laughs> and, free. Yes. And, uh, and of course, it gets you on my mailing list and blah blah blah. But oh, just before we go on, Caroline. I am just mm -hmm. going to make a complaint, an official complaint to you, because okay. your emails are probably one of the most sought after and loved emails in my inbox. Oh, and you are the worst person at sending out regular emails. I know. <laughs> I would literally, if you wrote one every day, I would read your email every day. Uh, your emails are so worth subscribing to. And so everyone should, but I'm just going to put a little formal request in for you just to do it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And, I, and I really want to encourage you with that because your emails are not a pain. Your emails are beautiful and they should, I want them in my inbox. And I think most of the people on your list would never apologize and just send them to us. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Well, I, you know, so I am setting up a new series where I'm going to basically bombard new, okay, cool. uh, Look at them. new subscribers. Um, but yeah, I, I I work so hard to to do it once a week, but I get, you know, I get busy. I've missed I the last three weeks, so I'm not going to sit there and lecture you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do people do everything? You know, it's, so I, it's hard. And if, you, if you've got like a busy week, like people, like we, I mean, I work with clients and I say that all the time too as well, but it's hard because you have to remember to put that time aside and it's not just the writing time because you and I write all the time. So we're pretty quite quick writers. It's the thinking and emotional gift because we don't want to just write something that's just bleh. We want to be giving something. We want to be giving a little bit of our heart when we do it. So you have to have a bit of strength for that. Yes, that is true. And it's, yeah, I mean, I put a lot of, I put a lot of energy mm. into, you know, an email just because um, we're, everybody is so busy and our inboxes are full of crap. And I just, I do want mine to be worth reading. And so, um, so yeah, like it's, I would rather send out quality less time, less, you know, less often than send everybody like every Tuesday at 10 o'clock here's another you know half-assed thing that I I'm pretty you know, I'm pretty happy to have a half-assed thing from you because yeah. the really good stuff is really good like you know okay so with the so let's talk about some of those maybe a couple of those ones in that seven creative writing elements and then they can find out the rest of them but what would be a couple 
that yeah well I just thought of something too that I want that would even be better because it's not even better that sounds great inside yes yeah and so hold on let me write down my my I because I used to teach this in my uh I do this too I'm writing notes all the way through as well because I'm okay anytime anytime you say something like oh just make a note of that (laughs) love it yes and so, okay, I'll just kind of talk as I go and maybe figure out the 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 uh, the last bit. But I would talk to people about pronoun usage, which would be I, you, and we in your bio. So when you are saying I, you're in you're likely in story mode. Like this is what happened to me. I. And what you want to do is you want to turn the camera around on occasion and talk to you, the reader, right? And you want to, because that's that's where that herky-jerky stuff comes out at the end where you're like, I, blah, blah, blah. Here's me, 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 me. Then at the end, and that's when you want to be like, uh, so the moral of the story is, you know, you got to believe in yourself, right? That's where the cheese comes in. But if you're including your reader, you're saying, I this is my story. You, right. You're giving people some advice. And then there's a we moment, which is when you're on your soapbox kind of talking about in, in universal tones. Right. Um, and so I don't know now that I'm articulating that I'm like, does that make sense? But when you're writing, I think it's with her, but that's, so I'm just thinking about that because I, I, you know, in the intro and I've told you about what happened when I first read the bio, I actually tried it at an event that I was running about two weeks later and I'm not a hard seller. Like I'm never one of those people that goes come to Jesus and sign up for my thing at the, at the break, or you can't work with me. I'm a very slow, relaxed seller. But I was like, someone, I said, look, hey, I, this is weird because I've just written this bio. I don't know it off by heart. I'm going to literally read it to you. And I'm reading it, reading it from my piece of paper. And I get to the end and mine goes, I, you, we. And yeah. I had, I think it was six people stand up and say, I'm working with you. And I hadn't even told them what, what I offered, but I <laughs> use I, you, we. Yes. And I literally ran, it was like, a, it was like an altar call. These people ran to the front and said, give me the offer. Wow. I love it from this. Yes. It, and when you're using IUE, it's like, it, it feels like a performance. And I mean that in a, in a great way, not like a, like you're, you know, pretending, but it's like you're on stage and you have all the authority right? Because that's what you do when you're speaking. Like when people are giving speeches, TED Talks, you know, they'll go, there's the story part where they're talking about themselves and they'll, they'll, they'll point to the crowd and be like, you, you know, you all know this because, Mm -hmm. and then we, as in we, the people, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is who we are, you know? And so you want to make sure that your, your bio is, is playing with that you know so you're including yourself you're including your audience and you're including your big ideas which are usually going to have the we in there I love that and if you did that on every social media post too I think that would be magic like imagine if you did that on every yes. social media post yeah like framework yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yes. awesome that'll be the next topic of your next email won't it I can tell already yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> I need to get that in there are you yeah I wanted to so for the for the people who 
you know, we're thinking about BioLite Beyonce. There are, there's this email sequence that I am like changing as we speak um, because I want to, since I'm not doing the workshop anymore, kind of give people these a little bit more just extra, you know, stuff to work with as they're thinking about their story and putting it together. Um, but in BioLite Beyonce, and you know this, there's this great example of, so we basically turn Beyonce into a, a marriage counselor. Okay. Since, since like we have to bring her back down to earth, right. We're going to take her off her throne and make her a regular person. Um, and so anyway, you'll see the use of the IUE um, and you'll see, yeah, you'll also see vulnerability at play, how mm -hmm. she's telling the story of her husband's affair and, you know, and she gets to, she is saying that as a marriage counselor Yes. and it, yeah, and it doesn't feel I mean, sure, I guess it feels vulnerable, but you, you don't feel there's no ick factor like, oh, you just gave me TMI, you know? It's yeah, no, it just feels real and raw and honest and means you want to connect with that person. Yeah. And I mean, she's, she walks, you, you always want to walk away from your bio feeling like, you know, like a mic drop, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you are not the victim in any way. And, you know, and neither is anybody else like and neither is there a villain you know and she, she has in in our hypothetical Beyonce she has her our fictional Beyonce her um you know her husband cheated on her which actually did happen to the real yes, Beyonce but anyway but it, yeah as like, it is yeah 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 you don't you don't hate him you don't pity her you want to work with her because she's powerful she knows, yeah yeah and what I really liked, my, okay, so my favorite thing in that particular book is that you also rewrote her bio like we would write a bio. So yes. you had, you know, like, you know, married woman of two, is it two or three? I can't remember. Three, you know, um, you know, um, and it was such a boring bio. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. That's so dry. Like, that's not exciting. That's not someone I'd want to connect with. You know, this is Beyonce and yet this bio is dry. Right. And the dry bio is Beyonce, the Beyonce we know, like yes. as the singer. Yeah. And she sounds so lame. She's like, sounds yeah. really lame. Yeah. <laughs> so, so besides bio, like Beyonce, which we've talked about and the freebie, which I'm going to put links to both of those in the show notes. If someone wants to work with you beyond that in a more intensive way, how would they do that? And what is the process? So there is the consulting package, which is, so I used to do the salon, which I've mentioned several times here. And so I've basically taken the salon, made it very one-on-one -on -one and much faster because my people are seasoned professionals who don't really have time for a big, long three-month class, you know? Mm -hmm. And so anyway, we basically, you get, <laughs> it's like, the questionnaires, I mean, it's pretty intense. I just had a client write to me today and she was like, I thought I was going to knock that out in an afternoon. And yeah, and she was like, it took me a while, but she was like, I had so many ideas. Like I ended up moving things to other folders, like things I want to write about. So anyway, it's going to be a, a lot. 
And then we basically get together eventually once we have that branding booklet where I want it, you know, so we'll kind of be talking through the branding booklet. And then we, um, we basically get together and we co-write your bio in like two hours. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a lot of prep work. Yeah. And there has to be prep work. You can't just write that cold because you have to see all the different layers and the things that have come up and help pull out the threads. I think too, would that be correct? Because sometimes as like, I found it quite easy for me to, to pull the threads out and I kind of thought everyone could do that because I've been a writer and I've had, you know, I've written lots of books and things. But with my clients, I'll often go, hang on a minute, there's all this stuff in here, but you didn't pull it out. So right. that's what you're doing, isn't it? That's where your skill comes from. Um, it's more than being able to write. It's that real understanding of how to tell a story. Yeah, that there's a lot of like, there's pulling out threads, but there's also, it's amazing what happens when people are writing. And then they kind of like, this would happen all the time in the salon. I would be like, there is something that is begging to be said right here in this moment because you said this, you told this part of your story. And so it's an opportunity to, again, like wisdom is such a big thing too. Like just like people's wisdom that comes through is like, you just get an opportunity to show who you are in this like moment, you know, or this takeaway, or again, just those mic drop moments, you know, that people need in order to make an impact, you know, on their reader. And so, so yeah, like that's part of the beauty too, of seeing how other people would write it, you know what I mean? And seeing what parts they would use, because then they just, they have, they create this setup, this space where I'm just like, oh my God, you you have to say this thing next, you know? So anyway, that's, it's a lot of fun, but also another element to the consulting package is that the next session, the next time we get together, we talk about how you're going to use this thing because Ah, useful. that is, yeah, that is really where I see, um, you know, a glitch because people have all this great information you can paste it up on your website, fine. But now what? Because if it's just, if you're just expecting, you know, it to sit there and for, and you're just waiting for people to pass by and see you, that's not really, it's not really doing its job. And so obviously you're not just going to repost the story over and over and over and over again. You could, but what you want to do is you want to be able to literally repeat things verbatim you want to take, I mean, some people, it's crazy. Like, well, I've written for people and I've been like, this sentence right here is a workshop in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these ideas that are presented here and um, people have, they've, you know, they've been on podcast and they've dropped some language from the bio and it just stops people in their tracks like their interviewee or 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 their interviewer was like didn't know what to do in a good way um you know you use it in your sales calls like people like I've worked with people they get off the phone they go get on they take a sales call and then they end up selling their biggest package ever right it's because they have a way to talk about their work that is different um sales proposals social media 
And then we're just looking at like, what are the plans and how do you incorporate this into your plans? You know what I mean? And how has this changed your plans? Because that's something that happens too. I've had people kind of redo their whole business model because they're like, oh shit, I'm not even offering what it is that I do. <laughs> you it know what I mean? Like, yeah, it changed. It took, I couldn't change it right away. But I now do a lot of work with people around confidence and building confidence and a lot of work around personal, people who want to build a personal brand, because I realized that was actually my heart. That was the thing I really, and people kept on saying it to me, but I was like, no, no, this is the thing I do. And I didn't realize until I wrote the bio that that was actually what I did. Right. I love that. That's yes. magic, right? Yes, it is magic. And so, yeah, it could, it can it can blow your world up a little bit. Um, just a little, I don't, I don't want to scare people away, but no, some people I, are, some people are ready for that. So I think, I think that it's, it's, I think the thing is, is that um, as business owners, what, like I've got a, a person who's on the podcast before Natalie, she always says being a business owner is the biggest self-development journey you'll ever go on. And I think yeah. that development of self is understanding self and then going, I get to actually have a business that actually is responding to that actual heart desire of what I really want to do. I get to have that business. And sometimes you don't know what that is and you have right. to be like this to go through that process. Right. Yes. Or, and it, yeah, even if it doesn't completely change your business model, it'll make those offerings more robust or mm -hmm. you'll realize like, Oh God, I should be charging more because I'm offering so much more than I ever knew you know so yeah I love it so so if people want that too I'll put a link for that in the show notes too if they want to come and work with you direct because that sounds amazing yes. and yes. you work worldwide you won't turn away in Australia nor in New Zealand will you do you say that again you work worldwide like you wouldn't turn away oh yeah 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 oh, I, I love I have a lot of like New Zealanders I guess thanks to you um, it's it. me and Shelly Shelly is your biggest advocate Shelly Davis I'll put a link to her podcast in the um, show notes but but she you know I think I said to you that the first time I, I sat down with her she made me watch your video before we started work because it's incredible um and and I and I it's it's embedded in my brain um your video uh so but I do think you know I think part of that is that we want you I think as a culture, we really want to feel like we're connecting with people. You know, we've got quite a small country and you used to be able to, be able to go, hey, this is where we, you know, I'm known in the community. That's all I need to do to market myself. But as the world's got bigger and things have changed, we're having to be braver about the way we show ourselves. And New Zealanders are quite reticent, though, but like British people. So we don't like to put ourselves forward. So it's a scary thing. Yeah. And I think that's changing a bit. We're feeling like it's more able, more open. So we need people like you to help us pull that out or see what we can't see in ourselves. Right. Yes. Well, it's a lot of fun to do it. And I think another key thing to kind of pivot off of that is I think people think it's going to be like, it's not scary if you're telling the truth. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think people think they have to kind of show up and be wild and crazy and drop a lot of F-bombs or whatever. There's a lot of trends out there, you know, and there's a lot of loudness mm. and there's a lot of really bright, vibrant people. And that's great. But if that's not you, that's fine. All you have to do is, you know, tell the truth and tell the truth in a really, you know, 
in an astounding way, in an unexpected way. And like, you're there, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to do anything outrageous. It shouldn't be terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be. I love that. Now I have to wrap this up because we've run out of time and I'm a little bit heartbroken by that because I <laughs> have just adored every moment of this. <laughs> So, yeah, I, it's so great to meet you. It's so great to meet you too. And I do. I love your. I love your LinkedIn posts. I love your emails. I'm a huge, massive fan. So you've, you know, it's been absolutely lovely. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm going to make sure I put the notes in there. I'm going to keep on recommending your book and working with you to clients that need it because it is powerful and. I actually just made a note. I think I'm going to, um, in my outro, I'm actually going to read people my bio so they can hear it because it's much better verbally. I actually took it off my website because, like you say, just plonking it there, the words don't mean anything. It's the story and it's the storytelling that means something. Um, right. And so I liked that. I thought that that was, that was really awesome that you said that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so thank you so much. Um, I think you've said some really powerful things that will help. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. You have. You have. And <laughs> I know you're going to get off and go, ah, oh, Dan, I should have said such oh, and man, such. I wish I would have said that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can put it in an email and send it to all of us. Okay. Yes, that's true. Yes. That's a good way to, for me to come up with ideas. Go on more podcasts and exactly. exactly. my email marketing. Exactly. So you said thank you so much. And I hope you have a great day. Is it nighttime or daytime where you are? Daytime, it's like it's three o'clock, basically. Okay, nice mid afternoon on a on a Thursday. Yes, yes, and it's early for you, right? I uh, know it's not, it's actually ten o'clock now, so I'm sweet. So we're good in the morning. 10 a. 10 a. Right, okay, in the morning. yeah, okay. yeah. Nice. So it's good. So thank you so much, and um, yeah, please, um, please, I'm gonna read. I'll I'll be commenting all your posts. So thank you, Rachel, so much. Thank I'll you. talk to you on LinkedIn. Fantastic. I feel so inspired after talking to Caroline and I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to ask questions or talk about this all this week in the Map It Marketing group on Facebook, link is in the bio, we're going to be talking about how to create your bio and suggestions from things that, that Caroline has suggested in here. Now, a couple of things. If you're wanting to do it, I deeply recommend you at least, at the very least, uh, subscribe to Caroline's newsletter and get her free checklist. I've downloaded it and it's excellent. So have a look at that. Also consider buying her book. It actually helps walk you through how to create that bio and then get potentially someone to help tidy it up if you're not a copywriter and you need some extra help. Of course, you can and also work with Caroline one-to-one. -one. Um, just a few things about this bio thing. I think one of the things I want to encourage you to do is be brave. The more that you share your story and share about all the other bits and pieces that are most important, the highlights, the excerpts of your history, the more powerful it is. Making sure that you're thinking about everything through your eyes, with your voice, will help you make people feel that they are connected with you. And of course, always make sure that, as Caroline says, you include the reader in your bio so they can see where you and they fit together. I hope you enjoyed this. Next week, um, it is going to be episode 52. So it's officially a year since we started. I'm super excited and um, I'm looking forward to sharing with you then. Have a great week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. 
Have a great week and we'll talk soon.